lot to like with this baseball season here in the Big Apple. Mets in first place, Yankees in first place. Could be a fun summer ahead and then some for the two locals to help us talk a little baseball. We bring in our next guest. He is outstanding baseball analyst. Let's see, ESPN, MLB Network, MLB Network Radio, and a whole gaggle of others. He is my good friend, the great X-Man, Xavier Scruggs. X, how we doing, buddy? What's going on, Dan? You know I'm happy to be on here with you. Appreciate you having me. Oh, I appreciate you setting some time. X is a many uh, busy man wearing many hats, so if we could get him for a few minutes, it's always a good thing here. Um, let's start with the Bombers. You know, they've had a rough couple of nights uh, in Tampa here. I know this one is still far from over, but it's not going their way so far. And more importantly, you know, the thing that stands out here, another rough outing for Nestor Cortez last night. Jordan Montgomery hasn't been at his best so far this evening. The starting pitching has been a surprise for this Yankee team and really led the charge. You think that maybe there is still some cause for concern, big picture, about the state of this starting rotation? You know, I don't know if I can call it cause for concern. I guess just the the normal bumps and bruises that come along with a starting rotation of five, right? You think about guys have to stay healthy, um, guys that start off hot, um, they have to continue to be consistent, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing is I, I think when you mention a name like Nestor Cortez, obviously he's been amazing within the last year and a half, but, you know, before that prior track record, um, he hasn't been a, a type of ace or a type of, uh, top of the league in the American League pitcher that we've seen in the past. So how long – can we really expect this to, to stick, right? So I think that's kind of the question as far as how much consistency can you expect to have with the starting rotation? And then also when it's tested, how much depth do you have within that starting rotation? So I, I can't say it's a huge cause for concern right now because of how out in front the, the, the Yankees are. But I can say that there will be tests amongst the rest of this 95 games that are left and, you know, that's a lot of games left for guys to still be consistent in a starting rotation. Do you think, and, and, you know, despite the fact that there's still 95 games to play, and we know that the lead is pretty sizable right now in the division, like right now they're, you know, 11 and a half up on Toronto. Are you willing right now on June 22nd to call this division done, finished, dead, have the Yankees wrapped up the AL East already? Uh, I, I am. And I think just because of what we've seen from, you know, guys stepping up in the bullpen, um, you see Chapman go down, you see Loisaga go down, and you've seen guys step up and, and continue to be consistent. I think you've seen a more versatile offense that really nobody has been able to compete with. And kind of this is the toughest stretch as far as, like, playing some of those teams over 500. Um, toward the end, latter end of this month, and, and we're still seeing this team be, you know, as consistent as it's been. So I just I don't know, um, you know, who else is going to be able to catch them the way that they've been playing baseball. When you have MVP candidate Aaron Judge doing what he's doing on a consistent basis, hit another home run tonight. Um, you know, it, it, it's really hard to stop this team. It's hard to find weaknesses for this team. If I could go out and pick off certain weaknesses then I would be more comfortable saying another team could catch up, but there's almost no weakness with this team as of as of yet. 
And then also the weaknesses that they had last year, they filled those up. Like the strikeouts have now um, not, no longer been an issue. The defense is no longer an issue. They went and cleaned that up with IKF and, and, and bringing in the guys behind, uh, behind the plate as well as Donaldson over at third. So I look at more versatility within this lineup, and, and, and the pitching's been there. So I don't, I, don't, I don't see a weakness or any team being able to take, overtake them. All right, let me ask you this then. The biggest threat to the New York Yankees this year is whom? Could be a team, could be a particular area within their own ball club. What's the biggest threat to the Yankees? Yeah, I think the biggest threat is just uh, any any one of these AL East teams that continues to uh, catch fire towards the the end of the season, right? We always say, like, I I look at this Yankees team, they're going to be a playoff team, but they're going to have to face maybe it could be any three of the other teams that are playing well in the AL East as well. So I I look at if there's a team that catches fire, um, it's going to be tough for a Yankees team to beat that team just because we always talk about it, right? You you want to be playing your best baseball at at the right time. You, you, that's that's tough to that's tough to go against. It could be a Houston Astros team that's playing extremely well towards the end of the season that they end up having to go against in the playoffs. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, right. but if I'm looking at a team that could stop them, it will be a team that's playing really good baseball. You know, towards the latter half of the season. I, I think you named Houston. I think you know. I think you and I have talked about it on our shows that I, I I think that Houston Yankees. That's the collision course again for the American League pennant when it's all said and done. And you're right. We still have a long way to go yeah. here, and we don't know what the rosters are going to look like. But they've proven to be the two best teams in the American League, and we'll see how it plays itself out here. Xavier Scruggs joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, talking a little baseball. Mets, on the other hand, you know, they're sitting pretty atop the National League East, maybe not as sizable of a lead as the Yankees have, of course. And, you know, they had a rough couple of days in Houston against those aforementioned Houston Astros. When, when you look at the Mets right now, what's the greatest cause for concern that would possibly be a threat to them hanging on and winning this division? <laughs> I mean, all, all, all things lay down foundationally with starting pitching. And yeah. I think it's it's still like you've had guys that have been able to step up, but like their depth has been extremely tested. Um, I think it's going to continue to be tested, right? You have guys that are a little bit older and a Max Scherzer that you're counting a lot on, and we've already seen him go down once. He'll be back soon, but I still think that, you know, if there's cause for concern when you don't know or you don't have certainty on DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Like you have those guys to take you to the playoffs, Without those guys, it's, it can be tough because you look at what the Braves are doing. Um, the Phillies are, are, are continually trying to stay in that conversation. Um, it, it's not going to be an easy division to win uh, no longer with, with the Braves playing better baseball. So I just look at it, it's got to be the starting pitching for me. Um, it, the, the bullpen has been decent so far, but I look at from a foundation st- standpoint, how deep is that, uh, is that rotation going to have to be in order for them to stay atop of this division? If you were, you know, Billy Epler in the front office and whatnot, and you identified one particular area that you'd like to go out there and improve before the trade deadline, what do you think it should be for the Mets? I mean, he's, I look at, you have all the, you have all all the resources in the world, right? And I look at trying to offer somebody uh, like a starting pitcher, um, 
uh, who's the guy from uh, Cincinnati? That Luis I'm Castillo. Of, um, Luis Castillo. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking not just for this year, right? I'm thinking how can I line up something to where I can tell a guy, hey, we're going to be ready to sign you free agent wise after this year. How can I entice a guy to say? Let's be a t- part of this starting rotation. I'm, for me, I'm thinking Castillo, I'm thinking Montas, and I'm thinking let's find a way to keep that guy because I want him a part of that rotation for years to come. So I, my focus is I'm going after the top starting pitching, and you know hopefully I have the prospects enough to be able to offer that because obviously that's going to be something that Oakland, a Cincinnati team, are going to be looking for in return. Um, but but for me, I've got to go after one of those top dogs available as far as arms go. Adding to his strength, I see no fault with that whatsoever. And you know, you, you sound like a broken record, but it's true. You know, pitching, pitching, and more pitching. I think you just keep doing that. Xavier Scruggs, our guest here on ninety-eight-seven ESPN. Talk to me about the Angels for a second, because we know that they have maybe arguably the top two players in the game in in, in Trout and Otani. Last night, Otani hits two home runs, drives in eight RBIs, or drives in eight runs. That's the most ever by a Japanese-born player in Major League history, the eight RBIs in the game. And they lose 12-11 to 11 in extra innings. They're a sub-500 team. You know, I, I throw the expression out there, X, because I, I just don't see it changing anytime soon. Do you think it's time to maybe consider breaking up the band with the Angels, if you know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> just to think about that that happening is is got to be frustrating. But I look at you know Perry Manazian, um, you know the GM. It, I I feel like there's got to be some some sense of trying to find a way. And, and I know it's almost like a broken record of trying to do the same thing year after year. But but I feel like you, you saw him go ahead and fire Madden. There's got to be a sense of urgency, and I don't know if it, if it's going to be for this year, right? But I feel like there has to be a sense of we've got to continue to do whatever we can to keep Trout, to keep Otani, um, to try to. He already added some arms this off season. I feel like there's got to be another run at it. I, I I can't feel like that they've got to break this thing up now. The the Rendon thing has really been a struggle, right? Because you're looking at mm-hmm. three MVP candidate-type players that could be playing all together, and you would expect better from a squad like that. Um, so that's got to be tough. But I, I, I still look at I, – I can't break this up yet, Dan. I just I, – I can't see it happening. If the Mets are not the best team in the National League, like throw record out, you know, record aside, but if you don't consider the Mets to be the best team in the National League, then who is? Man, I gotta, I gotta give it to the Padres. I, I, I really gotta look at the Padres, um, in the way that they're playing baseball at the top of that, at the top of the division in, in the West. Um, I think one of the biggest things with them is they have that depth that we've been talking about. You see rookies like Mackenzie Gore stepping up and, and being a, a, a big asset to a squad. You've seen a guy in a Manny Machado put the team on his back offensively, and now other guys are starting to click. And then you'll still get a Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back to this team. That's an MVP candidate coming back at some point. So I still look at this team, and, and it's hard for me to put them past the Dodgers but what they've done so far kind of has me looking as this could be the new team of the West now, just because of what they've been able to do as far as adding depth to that rotation, adding depth to the bullpen. 
Um, that now they have pieces off the bench that are off the bench that are really contributing as well. So I, I don't know, man. You know, I'm a I'm a San Diego guy. I, I look yep. at these Padres and I'm like, this might be the 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 new Wild Wild West squad. X grew up idolizing the great Tony Gwynn. Be nice to have that team back in the winner's circle here, of course. And look, they got a chance. Everything you said is a thousand percent correct. And it's not too bad to get a uh, player like Fernando Tatis Jr. in your lineup after the All-Star break. That's as good as any trade deadline acquisition you're going to possibly be able to get, I would say. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And I look at the only thing that that really could be troubling. And AJ Preller, he's going to go. He's going to go get some pieces at the trade deadline as well. Like, let's not forget, this guy likes to spend. He'll use the prospects. They've they've had prospects for a long period of time now. But the same can be said for the Dodgers. They have unlimited resources. They have a great farm system. Um, you can count on them making moves because I, I look at you have some guys that are underperforming, and, and especially I think of Max Muncie. Like, that's a guy that they've seen perform year after year now, and he's really having a tough time this year. Same thing with Turner over there at third base. They're going to make some moves, and I think some could be offensive with that squad, especially if you see Mookie Betts continue to have some injury issues as well because we've seen him kind of get off in that MVP conversation, but he's got to continue to stay healthy as well. That's a good point. I mean, we were revisiting the whole Dodgers, Red Sox, Mookie Betts trade even earlier today on the network uh, along those lines. But it's a good point about Mookie. You like to see him a little bit more durable. Dodgers are going to need him. And don't even count out the Giants in that NL West race. They're kind of like lingering right. about yep. maybe trying to see if they can make their move. X-Man, appreciate a couple of minutes tonight, my friend. Always great to catch up. Uh, we'll do it again soon, pal. Thanks for a couple minutes. Appreciate you having me, Dan. Keep up the good work.